You're a holiday powerhouse. You host the dinners, shovel neighbors' sidewalks, and make everything from scratch. You definitely don't need help making the holidays happen. But Dunkin's Holiday Blend Coffee? A warming medium roast complete with sweet notes of dried fruit and molasses. Or a cranberry orange muffin made with real cranberries just might convince you a little help never hurt. Especially the hot caffeinated kind. America runs on Duncan. Present participation may vary. Limited time offer. Terms apply. Get ready, Ohio. FanDuel, America's number one sportsbook, is coming to the Buckeye State. And to kick things off, you can get started with $100 in free bets as an early sign-up bonus. Plus, when you sign up today with promo code OHIOSB, you'll be all set for when FanDuel goes live in Ohio. Then you can bet on all your favorite teams and all your favorite sports with $100 in free bets. Just download FanDuel's top-rated sportsbook app. It's safe, secure, and super easy to use. Ohio, this is your chance to get in on the action. Join today with promo code OHIOSB. Make every moment more with FanDuel, official sportsbook partner of the NFL. 21 plus and present in Ohio. Bonus issued in non-withdrawable free bets that expire seven days after FanDuel accepts its first real money sports wager in Ohio on one Unique user identity verification required. Offer ends on the go-live date. Restrictions apply. See terms at sportsbook.fanduel.com. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Hello. Hello, hello, hello. Braden Harrington here alongside Davey Portman for Post Wrestling. We are up next. It's a special up next. D- right, Davey? I-, I guess. I don't know. Right? Uh, yeah, well, it's a, it's a takeover up next. This is true. The last time I had you on for a takeover was your, your debut for, uh, for Post Wrestling because you were at TakeOver New Orleans. This is the first takeover you haven't been to in a while, you mark. <laughs> uh, yeah, that's right. That's right. I've been to the last couple, so it was uh, refreshing watching it on TV. Because you could just watch it on your leisure and you don't have to be there, or? Um, no, it's just, it's, you get a bit different perspective, don't you? Well, you um, don't get Mauro Ronaldo because he was not on this show. But He was not. We did get Mamma Mia Chomp. <laughs> yes, we definitely did. Um, it, this was this was a, another takeover show that um, was like the sleeper ones that like it just kind of creeps up and it was really really good in my opinion. I really like this show. What about you? Yeah, I did. I think it had some really strong moments. I don't think it was as uh, solid beginning to end as some previous takeovers, but yeah. some really really big moments and it was enjoyable. Takeover never lets me down. Yeah, exactly. Well, you know, wrestling never lets you down. I mean, unless you just only watch the main roster. But if you're listening to us, you probably watch NXT. Um, we do NXT every week. We watch and review and because we're nerds. And we post it up on uh, postwrestling.com, iTunes, Stitcher, wherever else you get your podcasts. Every late Thursday, early Thursday, me and Davey do that. Um, so, But usually this is where we ramble about our... Uh, useless lives but we should probably just get into the takeover card here from chicago do you agree with me davy uh sure i i just wanted to wish you first a happy father's day oh um, like me personally or like everyone yeah uh did oh. you did you get anything this year 
<laughs> I don't have any kids, David. Are you sure about that? <laughs> the way you spread your seed around this city, wow, I, I'm this, surprised. Jeez, but... no. <laughs> jeez. Um, that's not true at all. I don't have any kids. I think, like, give me a few months and I'll have a, a Hiroshi Harrington running around Tokyo or something. <laughs> hope not. I'm joking. Um, yeah, it is Father's Day. I, I, I texted my dad because I had, to, I had to watch TakeOver and do this show, but uh, I'm, I'm not seeing my dad, but... Saw some other family this weekend, so it's okay. But uh, when is Father's Day in the UK, anyways? It's it's today Not... as well. Oh, okay. Uh, Mo- Mother's Day. Day's different. Father's Day's the same. So oh, okay. I've I've got to call my dad after this this show. Got to call your dad, your mum. All right. Well, let's go to Sweet Home Chicago instead and talk about this takeover card because I had a lot of fun watching it. So let's get into it. Um, so, like I said, Mauro Ronaldo is off the card. He has. Uh, prior commitments scheduling conflict with Showtime so he was doing a show for them so instead we get Nigel Percy and Vic Joseph from 205 Live um, I've I've watched 205 in bits and I've I've heard him a little bit what do you think of Vic Joseph um, I like him I uh, I've actually called a match with him oh at uh, <laughs> what's it called uh, access? access yeah <laughs> All right, well, what match and, did you call? And I'm pretty sure he's with Carmella now. I don't know. Wait, like you think he's with Carmella? Yeah. Well, <laughs> all right, sure. Um, he, he made he made sure to sign his autograph next to her name and then took a photo of it and sent it to her. Whoa. Like, all right, all right. Hey, cheeky now. Yeah. Um, the but show- no, I liked him. I think he's good. Okay, I, I I've heard him on two hundred five, and he's 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 okay. <laughs> he's I he's no Mauro, but um, yeah, it's, he'll get there. This commentary was bearable, which is more you, than you can say about uh, the main roster. For sure, definitely. Um, the show starts off with the tag team championship match, undisputed era versus Danny Birch and Oni Lorkin. Kyle O'Reilly comes down to the ring, uh, probably playing some Chicago, the band, because he's air guitaring the hell out of his championship title. Um, the crowd boos Danny Birch and Oni Lorcan when they come out here. Um, and I, I know I'm trying to ask you how you th- feel about your friend Vic Joseph here. He didn't get off on the right foot by calling Oni Lorcan lurking. <laughs> and, oh, then, and then and then uh, and then he got a little quiet and then all of a sudden he got the name right so uh but um the undisputed may have been the most over this entire show in this in this match here and like adam cole wasn't even in the match and he was just crazy crazy over chicago always always uh hot here uh the match starts off roderick strong trolling oni um they they double team a lot onto birch uh there's like a the, the crowd, the crowd just surprised me here because they're so against Oni and Birch. Didn't you find that like yeah, early? I, early, I, I guess it, I found it odd. I mean, Undisputed Era are really over, but Chicago's a wrestling town. They like they like good wrestling, and you get that in both uh, Danny Birch and Oni Lorcan. And I thought they might be a bit more supportive, considering it's their like their biggest moment to date. Yes. Yeah, it's like their first time on a take. Like, you know what I mean? Like, it's their first match. But I thought it was pretty funny because it's just like Chicago, you you pricks. Uh, but the crowd would change, I feel like. I feel like they had to, to, to get they had the to cr- earn their Yeah, respect. exactly. I, and, and, and they did just that. Um, there's a backbreaker early on by Roddy on Birch for a two count. 
Uh, Kyle O'Reilly, I just have in my notes that he's just such, such a beast, like with his strikes and everything like that. We got to see Kyle O'Reilly versus Pete Dunne last week on NXT, the go-home show before this, right? It was Dunne and O'Reilly. Yeah. That match was incredible and showed me that maybe Kyle O'Reilly um, is a really huge, big single star in the, in the future for WWE. And in this match, it proved me that as well. He's just so impressive. Um, some of the crazy moves he does. Uh, Roddy then uh, splits Danny Perch open with elbows and, 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 and Kyle O'Reilly's in there and they're beating on him. Um, there's so many uppercuts. There's like a, a spot where Oni finally gets the crowd on his side. And, and that's when he sends an uppercut to both of these, to both Kyle O'Reilly and Roderick Strong, then does like a huge dive over the ropes. Finally, the crowd wakes up. He throws Roddy into the ring and does a huge half and half suplex, and Roddy kicks out. Um, there's like a double blockbuster. This is where the crowd is like, okay, Oni Lorcan is sick. Um, there's like the high angle DDT that the the double team that Birch and Oni have been doing in their their tag matches, except now they lift the guy a little higher up. Um, but Kyle O'Reilly breaks the pin, so Roddy doesn't get it. Um, there's like crazy uh, arm bars and and brain busters and stuff from from Kyle O'Reilly. There's just so many crazy spots here. It was like Smash Mouth style this whole way through this match. I thought all four of these guys are just killing each other. Um, then Oni Lorcan does another double blockbuster off the apron to both Roddy and. Um, uh, uh, Roddy, uh, Roddy and, and Kylo Ryan. And then this is where they go for like a doomsday device here. Danny Burch well, and I, Kylo I Riley. just want to stop you there. Like uh, I just wrote down only Lorcan must hate his spine because he, so he did this blockbuster things. to the outside, but only like a couple of minutes before he got pushed off the turnbuckle. Oh, right. And landed back first right on the corner of the apron. Yeah, that looks like it which looked so nasty. And like he took that bump, like he jumped for it, like he took yeah. it. Yeah. Yeah, he must. He must uh, hate his. This morning, uh, we're recording this Sunday morning, and he probably doesn't feel too good. Um, he takes bumps. Yeah, it was crazy. But then the spot they they tease it early, and then they eventually do hit it, and it's Danny Birch has Roderick uh, has Kyle O'Reilly up on his shoulders, and uh, Oni Lorcan goes up to the top rope, kind of like a doomsday device. Instead of like a clothesline where you clothesline the guy guy off, he does like this crazy uppercut, like Cesaro style, killing Kyle O'Reilly. But this is where Adam Cole interferes in the match, pulling Kyle O'Reilly straight out of the ring, which should be a DQ. But the ref instead sends Adam Cole uh, to the back. This uh, allows uh, Kyle O'Reilly to lock a guillotine on Oni, but... He counters with like this backdrop. There's a, a power bomb into the crab by Oni. Then, then Birch locks a crossface onto. To, it's it's just it's just chaos, really. Like trying to watch yeah. this is just so crazy. So many things going on. This match and the very, crowd really didn't like yes. Cole being evicted. They're chanting yes, bullshit. Yeah, they, they were mad. They that hate Cole, this, which sucks because they're like the the heels here. But they're they're like the NWO heels. Like they're cool. You like them. Um, there's just like a, a a spot where all four guys are just so beaten and so tired, but they all stand up and they're both staring at each other like like bring it on, continue on, and um, there's like a, a Oni Lorcan with the crazy knees and the, oh, it's just it's just chaos. I love all four of these guys, especially um, 
Especially, it, it was cool seeing Oni Lorcan and, and Danny Birch here because they never get this, this takeover spot. They never had this huge kind of moment, and this was definitely theirs here. But the end of the match came with like this crazy, like total elimination style, high and low from from Kyle and Roddy on Oni Lorcan, damn near killing him, and they pin Oni Lorcan. And Undisputed Era retains the NXT Tag Team Championship. This match was crazy. Smash Mouth, All-Star, whatever you want to call it, that was a pun. Um, what did you think of this? Was it crazy? Did you like it? I loved it. It was exactly what I thought it was going to be. Just like solid mayhem for a good 15 minutes. Um, yeah, I loved the match. Um, I Undisputed Era are really over coming together now. I mean, that. They've always been fantastic wrestlers, but I like how they've all got their individual personality. They're not they're not all the same. Like even as great as the Shield were, they were kind of carbon copies of each other to start with, and gradually you started to learn each one of their personalities a bit more. Um, like I just love like them coming out. Kyle walking to the ring like a complete bell end. He's so <laughs> annoying. Um, Roddy doing his like slow stripper tease of the belt with his jacket. Like all of them have these like little little things they do and I, I just think it makes them individually interesting as well as interesting as a unit. They're they're really fun to watch. They I mean if you watch every week on NXT, like they're very NWO inspired with their backstage yeah. cuts and stuff like that. But then yeah, I mean uh Fish is still out. So it's kind of come into place without him. I know there'll be a slot for him when he comes back, I'm sure. But uh, it's it's just great. I mean, watching – this is all this team Ring of Honor here. Uh, the yeah. on, the honorable mention, as I called them before <laughs> they called themselves Undisputed Era. Um, I, I think this is great for all, all four of these guys. Uh, the commentary were – I think it was Nigel who's very high at the end here. Uh, very high on Oni Lorcan and Denny Burch saying like, hey – uh, they didn't win, but they got the job done in the sense of they proved themselves. Like they took these guys to the limit, and this match was really great. Uh, I thought it was it was just so fun. A great opening match it ha- had me invested into the card right away, and I re- it was really nice seeing the crowd that was booing Danny Burch and Oni Lorcan to finally give them the respect they they did they did earn they did deserve. Yeah, what what I've noticed as well, especially with the NXT shows, is when when the crowd chant this is awesome it's kind of not awesome yeah exactly. there have been a few good spots the moment you know a match is awesome is when there's no chanting at all it's just noise yeah, it's just crazy. cheering and this match had one of those moments um where it, it's just suddenly you hear the whole crowd go up a few decibels and it's like oh shit this is something really good right it um was, it was great yeah, I love this match. Great match to start the show. I think it was the perfect match to start the show with. Um, we go to a cut backstage. Lars Sullivan is there. He's preparing for his title shot tonight, and he's just lifting parts of the, the set, some like crane things. I don't know what he was doing, really, but uh, he's just playing with some shit. Um, cuts to Kyrie Sane is in the crowd here, front row. Your uh, imaginary girlfriend, or not? I mean, she's not imaginary, but you sometimes wish she was your girlfriend. Well, she was looking for me because I, oh, I knew she was there. She had a telescope, <laughs> and she was. Yeah, she's like, he's normally in section one hundred and nine. Where is he? I saw um, him in New Orleans. He's yeah. not here. Oh, um, uh, yeah. I felt bad for her, really, but um, 
See you in August, baby. Yeah, yeah that's right. Uh, Kyrie, she she is very cute. Um, She's so cute. She, she be kawaii sane because kawaii Japanese is uh, cute. Like, yeah. All right, I'll teach you some Japanese, Davey. Yeah, please do. I can. Uh, maybe. Um, <laughs> we go to our next match. Some some say this is the most anticipated match of the evening: Ricochet versus Velveteen Dream. Um, the fantastic video package here for these guys. Um, they're, they're back and forth, sit down interview style stuff that they've been showing uh, the past few weeks have been great. They, it's all edited into this, this video package of the Tough Enough references, um, Ricochet on the indies. Uh, everything is really, really great. Um, so this match is, is the king versus the prince, right? That's the whole gimmick yeah. here. And... Velveteen Dream comes out dressed like Hulk Hogan. Uh, Hulk Hogan-inspired outfit, I'd say. A yellow t-shirt cut up like Hogan used to wear. The boa, the the headband, yellow, orange. But um, uh, he's, wearing, he's wearing Prince Puma's tights. Did you notice Similar. This? I mean, they were no, no, similar, but they were no, no, still he's actually, Hogan-esque. He, Were they actually he's pre- actually wearing Ricochet's old tights. Oh, I have I, didn't. I have digs I have digged through the interwebs on Reddit, and I have yes found indeed he, he must have gotten them from Ricochet. They're the exact unless it's an uh, an exact replica. They're the exact tights that Ricochet has actually worn in matches right. prior to I, this. I didn't notice that. <laughs> I I did find the fact he was dressed as Hogan very interesting because yes. normally he does something inspired by the city or the person he's yeah, against like I mean, in new orleans he wore the sort of mardi gras yeah um, what does hat. hulk hogan have to do with chicago but okay uh <laughs> velveteen dream is black obviously yes so is ricochet hogan was dismissed from wwe for racial comments it's I find it very interesting that he chose to dress yeah, as Hogan. Hogan was also on uh, Tough Enough that season. There we and go. I'm pretty sure I've heard in an interview Patrick Clark saying that he was always uh, good to him. I think I think Hogan was actually one of his supporters. Wow. Um, so interesting. I don't know if this was a deliberate... Because I know Devon in his uh, Hall of Fame speech made a point of bringing up hogan um, um it's interesting because hey dream did not only just dress like him his whole entrance here he was doing oh throughout the whole match yeah as well. he, was he was doing, doing all the mannerisms he was doing everything um, hogan inspired here i mean it, it it also they also played off rock hogan a lot in this match they did yeah i i got that at the beginning sort of yeah. the the looking because ricochet and- is con- people people say he's like the rock right so it's yeah like it was it, it was cool. It was a good ma- a good story here in the match. It's just like yes, the Hogan thing is interesting. Yeah, I'm just interesting whether this was like a WWE directive or something, something Dream wanted to yeah, do yeah. personally. Because I mean, we've seen they've started started to loosen a bit. Like his name has been mentioned more. We are seeing him more in sort of right. the video packages. Also, and like stuff. if you follow TMZ, they randomly keep posting things like. Hogan coming back soon, or this person, yeah. Booker T says this about Hulk Hogan coming. This is interesting. Um, it's just weird because I was like, oh, it's Chicago. I don't think of Hulk Hogan when I think of Chicago. No. So, like, he didn't come out dressed as Ferris Bueller. He came out as Hulk Hogan. I'm just yeah. like, I don't. 
I don't, I don't know. He could have came out dressed as a sausage king of Chicago, but he came out as Hulk Hogan. Um, so, but it did not take away from this match. In fact, it made it even more interesting. And say what you want about the Velveteen Dream, but uh, he is very, very interesting. Nigel McGuinness says, when it comes crashing down, it hurts inside. But tonight, we're going to see who gets hurt more. Um, Ricochet, his entrance is cool too. Don't Don't let that takeaway because like with the laser and the hand thing he had a cool looking outfit on as well uh not too rock inspired but still um so this match starts off they do the hogan rock stare down a uh, dream attempts to do a head scissors and at first you think it's some sort of like a botch because dream maybe can't do it but in fact it's ricochet just getting out of it and kicking up onto his feet like it was nothing hits his own head scissors and then does a flip up into the beautiful drop kick um, then like this crazy, like spring, oh, dream hits one of Ricochet's springboard sentons early on, uh, Rick Rude style neck breaker. Um, then does this like, uh, like tope onto Ricochet to the outside, like dream jumps over because the, the, the story of the, the feud was anything you can do, I can do better. So the dream here is trying to do flippy shit. Yeah. And I, <laughs> there's something, uh, about him his like wrestling style that actually reminds me of Cena because you know Cena He's will suddenly Cena, try okay. to do a, a Hurricanrana or something like that and it <laughs> it kind of it kind of looks weird and awkward like it doesn't look as smooth on Dream as it would others but I don't I don't mean that as an insult because character wise he's like convinced he can do whatever everyone else does yes so the fact this match he's uh, like doing these uh, like scissors and flips and stuff and doesn't look as good as ricochets but in his mind it's like well i can do it if you can do it i can do it and i i quite like that yeah he like he does the tope to the outside and throws ricochet in and has him like in a in a hold and trying to make him quit and he's basically after hitting that like tope he's like yeah look i can do it see why don't you go back to your bingo halls you're not good enough for wwe and then uh, as he says that, Ricochet fights out, tosses him outside, and a nice suicide dive by Ricochet. And then, uh, like one of the the Frosby flop, flip, the Frosby flop, the thing where you run to, you like basically shooting star over the ropes onto the outside, onto the dream by Ricochet. Crazy spot. Uh, they go back into the ring, and somehow Dream manages to hit this really cool looking DDT that he does. Uh, it's like a twisting, almost like the hammerlock kind of thing uh, that almost does. But um, Ricochet kicks out, so the match continues. Um, <laughs> this is where Dream starts slapping Ricochet and says, Go back to your days of hot dogs and handshakes. I am a wrestling god. Do you understand me? I'm a wrestling god. But this is where Ricochet hits the Dream's driver, which is really crazy. Um... I forgot to mention that there was like a, a, a was there the dream driver? I'm calling it the dream driver just because, and it's the that's the like I think they called it a Death Valley bomb. Yeah, uh, sure. Like yeah, he sort of does it off the the top rope, the top. like a super a- attitude adjustment, really. Yeah, it was that was probably an ode to John Cena because he hits it off the top rope at some point, and it's it looks wild. 
Um, but Ricochet managed to kick out of all of these things because he's a superhero and superheroes always kick out at two. Um, they go up top uh, for like an elbow. Oh, this is where Ricochet is now stealing the Dream's move. So he hit the de- the, the Dream driver and then goes up top for the elbow drop. But the Dream kicks, kicks out. Um, Ricochet is setting him up for what we think is the 630. But Dream is smart and rolls further and further away from from Ricochet off the top rope. So instead of trying to do it, he does a shooting star press. But Davey, explain the distance of this thing because it looks wild. He he Dream's what? Two thirds, three quarters across the ring? He's like, he's far away from Ricochet and he still manages to do the full rotate, like Brock Lesnar style, except didn't land on his face. Instead lands on the knees of Velveteen Dream because he actually counters this uh, and goes for a roll up, but Ricochet still kicks out of this. Um, Dream gets up top and, and he's going for like, now he's trying to do like a really long distance elbow drop because anything ricochet can do i can do better but that is not the case because as he goes for the elbow drop like halfway across the ring more than halfway across the ring all the way to the other side ricochet moves out of the ring and if more ronaldo was calling this match he would say there's no water in the pool because ricochet moves out of the way dream lands on the ground ricochet climbs up top quickly hits the 630 to the back of velveteen dream and pins him Ricochet defeats Velveteen Dream in what I say was a fantastic match. This was so much fun. Um, it delivered on on everything that we thought it was. In fact, I would watch these guys do it again and again and again. I thought this was really fun. Velveteen Dream lost, but did he? Really? Yeah, I can definitely see these two having main roster feuds down the line with yes. each other. I, yes. I thought this was great. I, I love Velveteen Dream. Uh, Velveteen's constantly just shouting at people like he got in Drake's face at one point and it was like don't touch me I'm the Velveteen dream damn it don't touch me yeah like, like he owns I love all that it. sort of yeah. stuff the wrestling uh, god stuff yeah yeah um just a really fun match um both guys are like the sky's the limit really um yeah, I just I loved I, it like like Ricochet uh and Dream have two separate stories, and that's why they brought the the quote-unquote real life into the storyline. You know, the one guy, you're just a reality TV show guy who was athletic, and now you're in WWE, but you're actually good. Whereas I've been traveling all over the world, and, and now I'm here, so then we they clash. And the guy who's traveled the world beats him, but both of these guys really, it, it was good for both of them. Because yeah. it just showed how, oh, Velveteen Dream is so good. He's like my favorite to watch. Such a... Such a polarizing character, and this is still the guy I used to hate when he first yeah. came out. I just don't, I don't get it. I love how he took something and and made it his own. I, I want to see this guy like just go so far in the WWE. Now, Nigel made a point of saying, um, like their first match uh, against each other was that ladder match for the North American title, and he said now must both have NXT Championship goals in mind. Now, so. We said before that Adam Cole Black match was like an unofficial number one contendership match, and sure right. enough, Alistair Black went on to challenge the next takeover. Exactly. I'm pretty sure we're going to see uh, Dream uh, go for the uh, not Dream, sorry, Ricochet go for the title at the next takeover. So now. takeover Brooklyn, it's Ricochet and Alistair Black. I guess so. I think so. Yeah. And I mean, it's not going to be the main event because we can talk about what the main event of that will be uh, later. <laughs> but this was this was fantastic. Where does Dream go from here if he's not in the NXT title picture? 
Um, or maybe he, somehow he weasels his way in. I don't know. But uh, I just I think both these guys are incredible. This was such a fun match. This is this was like a a WWE style match, but it's it was it was us oh, just so good. I I really really liked yeah. it. Um, go check it. I'd I'd say uh, Dream could go for the UK Championship. I think that would be a lot of fun. Uh, I think they're teasing something. They did tease something about other people challenging for the UK, but I don't know. Maybe he goes to the main roster. He's young Maybe. though, isn't he? Like twenty one, twenty two, like twenty three. I think that's still, nuts. Yeah, um, I can't wait to see where he goes. He's he's just keeps getting better and better. If he imitates Hogan, I wonder if he'll imitate other people as well, or if that will become. Well, he kind of has. He did his Rick Rude thing, didn't he, against Black? Yeah. And yeah, I think he'll keep on doing like things like this. It's interesting. It's funny. Um, we go to a shot of ta, ta, what's his name? Tomaso Tomato. Tomato champion. Tomato champion. Right. Tomasa Chapa is backstage. He's thinking about things. He's looking very menacing. He's. Uh, they're just playing off that he's uh, crazy. Just staring off into the distance, reminiscing about the last time he was in Chicago. Uh, but speaking of crazy, Nikki Cross versus Shayna Baszler for the NXT Women's Championship. Uh, another good video package showcasing the the kind of the storyline that's been happening between Nikki Cross and Shayna Baszler, the bully Shayna Baszler. Uh, Nikki Cross comes out. Her music is kind of weird in a giant arena with like it's kind of bare bones now without the, uh, the sanity stuff in it, and it's just like her screaming in the in the track. It's weird. Um, yeah, I thought, um, <laughs> but. Uh, <laughs> I don't know. I'm not huge on Shayna Baszler and Nikki Cross is just a kind of simple, crazy character. It's like a cheap character, but this, this is still an okay of a match. I didn't mind it uh, at all. I, I was pretty into it, actually. Um, what about you? Were you? I wasn't. You I were in this drag the show down. Yeah, okay. Um, I I get what they were trying to do, but uh, with sort of Nikki being not afraid of Shayna and weirding her out by the crazy stuff (laughs) but for me this isn't why i like nxt i like nxt for really good competitive wrestling yeah and i didn't find this at all i thought it was borderline being a joke match with like that's why i I don't like the like when i say it's like a cheap character like look how many wrestling characters have come and gone from any time you watch wrestling whether it be old school new school whatever you watch Look how many times it's like, okay, well, what's their gimmick? Uh, uh, they're crazy. Okay, cool, yeah. they're crazy. And it's just like, that's that's it. <laughs> that's kind of all I got from from the character. But the reason I thought it wasn't the most awful thing I've ever seen is because Nikki Cross, I think, is actually uh, definitely knows what she's doing in the ring. I think it's, for me, the problem is still the, the Shayna Baszler. Uh, but this was definitely more of a gimmicky kind of thing. I'm guessing. I mean, we can go straight to the. the I can lift, say some things that happened that I thought were cool. Um, There's like a, a sleeper attempt where Nikki dumps her onto the ramp, which is really interesting. Um, the crowd was really mad at something else during this match. I read reports that someone tried to get a beach ball thing going, but the crowds ripped it apart quickly, being like, okay. "Hey, don't do that, disrespect kind of stuff." Same with CM Punk chants. Uh, anytime CM Punk chants were broken out, people booed. Um, yeah. If you heard random boos in the crowd. Um, there was like a, a belly to back by Nikki Cross for a two count. A cross body off the top. Uh, reverse DDT on the apron. Uh, Shayna keeps hitting like these high knees. And uh, 
Nikki finally hits her like spinning neck breaker, like the three handed family credenza or whatever. Um, but then the finish was basically Shayna Baszler getting her choke on Nikki. And instead of Nikki cross tapping out, she does, she goes into crazy mode and basically gets choked out. And well, Shayna, she smiles. She's smiling as she's drifting off. It's like when a villain is dying, but they know that. I, I don't know. It was the, the finish is probably what I didn't really like. You explain this then. Yeah. So the more, sorry, the more I try to, the more I look at my notes and try to explain, I'm like, maybe you're right. Throughout the whole match, commentary are trying to um, save it, but... sell that Nikki enjoys pain. So they're saying, how does someone like Shayna, whose whole whole like game plan is to inflict as much pain as possible how does she deal with someone who actually enjoys the pain she's receiving and they basically use that for the finish of the match because she's put in this sleeper hold and instead of nikki like trying to escape or anything she's just got a big grin on her face smiling away until she drifts um away and loses um something i did like about the match was right at the beginning where uh Shayna goes into like her like MMA stance like fists ready to go and Nikki's just stood there doing nothing yeah she's unfazed. like not got her fists up just stood there and it kind of weirded Shayna out a bit because normally if someone goes into that pose the other person would mirror it to like be defensive um but yeah I really didn't care for this match <laughs> the more um, the... and also whatever happened to um raising the arm three times to see if someone's passed out well when they smile before they pass out maybe that indicates <laughs> that they're actually but I've, I've noticed them do like the last year or so whenever Joe does his um was it coquina clutch yeah. like they never raise the hand anymore uh because I always remember the rock would be put in a sleeper and he'd yes, always have yes, that big yes. moment where just before three his arm would go up um so yeah i guess it's more of a mma thing now just like yeah they're out the problem the problem i had with the finish it didn't the move looked like she didn't even have her in a choke she just had her arm around her like yeah it barely looked like it hurt her yeah i agree that's the Um, one thing like i i I think i came out of this match being like hey i understand why people like nikki cross because we've had a lot of people uh from our show people who've seen nikki cross before like uh, i'm blanking on her name in the indies nikki now. storm i think wasn't it something like that and and like everyone kept saying like hey like this she's great this, mm-hmm. like watch out and I, i've seen some stuff from her in nxt and her run with sanity it's been really good this is her first like big takeover spot here she... and i think it's Shayna baszler that i still just can't get behind i'm not a huge Shayna. she just makes it look I hate the word because I watch wrestling. She makes it look fake a little bit. I don't know. Right. At the same time, she doesn't because like she's got some cool knees and stuff. I just feel like. Well, I, I think that was the thing when I don't know. we saw her against Dakota. When she, I thought she looked great, she was brutal with her attack. Whereas this match didn't allow for that so much. And as I said, I just I just like seeing good competitive sure. matches, and this wasn't one. Well, um, we'll get to the next match because it was very competitive, Davey the NXT Championship. But before that, we go to EC3. He was not booked on the card, so he's just hanging out in the crowd here. Um, And then it goes to someone else. Keith Lee is in the front row here. Um, Have you you seen or heard from anything from Keith Lee? Because we've talked about him briefly on our show, but he is signed to NXT 
um, you know, I actually, I actually missed this bit. Oh, <laughs> so that's cool. Yeah, like uh, as the show's getting up quite late today, so I was trying to like just skip between matches. All the ads that play on yeah. these shows. Yeah. So uh, Keith Lee's in the crowd. Uh, but no, I have seen Keith Lee. Like we've seen him. Uh, We've seen him in a few progress things we watched. Yeah, um, I saw him against Cassius Ono at Access uh, this year. Okay. Um, yeah, great signing. I'm interested in seeing where he goes because I feel like this guy's a total package when it comes to WWE. They're just like just drooling. They just can't wait to get him in there because he's just like he's huge. He's got a good look. He's solid. I think that roster's be- just so stacked. Yeah, NXT is crazy. Like, with five matches per takeover, we we keep asking like. As I said, like what what are we gonna do with Dream next? EC three wasn't on this show, Kyrie wasn't on this show. Like there's all these all these big talents they've got, and you're like, Well how are you gonna use yeah, them? Yeah, who's up next? That's why we call it up next, David. Yeah. Come on. Um well I'll tell you who's up next. Lars Sullivan, baby. Five star Lars. The greatest wrestler to ever grace an NXT ring here in Chicago. Okay, I'm getting a little extra. Um, <laughs> there's a weird camera angle shot in the beginning, in near the the ending of Lars's entrance, and I'm like, why are they just showing this like bright light? Like, what is this? And it slowly fades out, and it shows the shadow of him, like looking like King Kong almost, which I thought was really cool. This guy, is, yeah, I, this I guy's like big. This guy's yeah. huge. Um, so they got a cool entrance going for him. At least that's something too. Um, the match starts off here. Alistair Black defending NXT title here. Um, there's a freak accident. I'm sorry, the, the five-star slam, which Lars is going for. But uh, Black gets out of it, goes for the black mass, but Alistair catches it. Um, Alistair sends somehow uh, sends Lars to the outside and hits this, like, uh, Matt Seidel st- double knees off the apron. He kind of lands his own face here. Uh, rolls him back in, hits a high knee, um, goes for, like, the... The, the moonsault, the cadabra, whatever he calls it, to the outside. But Lars catches him and snake eyes him on the apron. Um, that was pretty cool. Throws him back in the ring. Lars hits the world's strongest slam for a two count. Pop-up power slam for a two count. Pop-up power slam is one of my favorite moves. I, I like Braun Strowman's, but whenever someone can like pop you up and then catch you and do it, it looks yeah. way cooler. Uh, it should almost be his finish because it's just so cool. Um Lars goes up top for his signature diving headbutt, but Alistair gets knees up to the face of him. Um, this match is like kind of, I don't want to say the word sloppy, but I'll say the word sloppy. But at the same time, like these guys are like beating each other up, I thought. Um, maybe it's just because I'm a huge Lars stan. Um, Black basically finally gets some offense, and the, the quickness of this guy is pretty incredible. He is so fast and so... Uh, just his strikes are insane. How do you make these things look so real when they're not? Unless you're just really beating this guy up. Um, but he hits a cadabra finally, uh, the, the, the moonsault there in the ring. But Lars fights back, chop blocks Black, and then puts him in the, the stretch muffler, the Brock lock. Makes it look very uh, deadly here. Goes for the freak accident, but it's countered into a DDT. Um, another pop-up power slam, but on the apron. Crazy looking spot. Lars Sullivan lays out Alistair Black in the middle of the ring, climbs up top, and goes for his diving headbutt again. He connects. He pins Alistair Black, but he kicks out at two. And Davey, I swear for a second, I thought we had a new NXT champion. By you the bit. Name. I bit so hard on this. I actually was like, oh, this is it? I can't believe it. But no, 
Alistair Black gets out. Um, there's this great spot where um, uh, Lars runs towards Alistair, like the monster's just charging at him. But he jumps, ducks him, and then like stomps him all in one fluid motion, which is really cool. Um, there's a spot here which the crowd did not like. Yeah, this was nasty. Uh, there's a botched black mass. So it just looks like Lars just wasn't ready for it. And Alistair goes for it. You hear the... But nowhere near connecting. It's nowhere near his face. And so, so Lars still kicks out of it. And commentary tries to say, like, oh, he didn't connect all of that. They don't replay it, obviously. Um, but then this is Yeah, where... commentary really trying to cover it. Like, but it was just uncoverable, it's... really. And but... it's... You, you have, like, a split second, like, as Lars, to make a decision. And I think that it's moments like this where you you see, like, how green he is. Because that there was no way he should have taken a bump there. Like, yeah, yeah. Because it was nowhere near. It looked like he was he was not looking. I feel yeah. like he didn't know he got hit with it. And it kind of happened, and then it was a good sort of half second to a second before he fell. And well, it, he kicked it just, out of that one. Uh, but the then yeah. crowd were yeah, the crowd not forgiving them for that. Yeah, really, they were, they were pretty upset at it. Um, but then there's a high knee by Black, and then a black mass connects. And the camera zooms in on Lars, but he gets up from it. And, like, he clearly got busted open a little earlier in the match because his face is just bloody. His teeth look like he's missing some. And he gets hit with the black mask, but he's still getting up, staggering up. And this is where Alistair Black connects with yet another one and pins Lars Sullivan. Um, <laughs> this was... now, this look, now, this did look like he just kicked him in the head. Oh, exactly. Both of the... <laughs> He's uh, like, I missed this time. I'm just going to kick you in the head he, this time. He technically hit three of these. Actually, no. They, he, he hit the, the two last ones he actually hits him with. And it looked great. So, yeah. This was... I don't know what I was expecting from this match, to be honest. Because I think Lars Sullivan... I like him. And I thought this was pretty, still a pretty good match. If you take that botch near the end there out, it was pretty decent match. It was a battle. These guys roughed each other up. I like Lars Sullivan. Um, but would you, <laughs> when you consider we just saw Pete Dunne, Kylo Riley, exactly, yeah, in full sale, like, like I like Lars as well. I think I think he's going to go far. I'm just like, as I said, I like my takeovers just being really, really good wrestling. And this was not that. It was enjoyable. Well, you know what? Like, How many it would have been a good full sale, full sale main event. Like, <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. I liked it, but I see what you mean. But you know what? It's also like this weird like placeholder title match. Like, you know what I mean? Like, because we have this main event already scheduled, and yeah, I feel like it was just like this like weird placeholder feud that was put in. But I, I still enjoyed it. Also, it needed Alistair needs some defenses, right? Like. Needs to defend more or something. I don't know. I feel like he's only defended it once and it's been... Oh, yeah, he has. Yeah. Right, yeah. So, um, I don't know. I I still enjoyed this. It was was like watching Braun Strowman against someone. Like, you you think, like, hey, this big scary monster might actually win this one. And then... Yeah. I don't know. I I still had fun, but that that botch... Black hasn't really developed at all. Like, don't get me wrong. He's he's so good in the ring. But, like, I just don't really care. Like, they, like right. he's barely been on TV since the last takeover. He's maybe had one or two matches. Like, he's 
there's no reason for me to be invested in any title match at the moment. Yeah. Sure. If it, if we are going ricochet black at, um, take over Brooklyn, that would be fantastic, but they need to do something with his character a bit more rather than just being cool and broody. Yeah. Uh, Cause I'm not invested <laughs> at all in the title picture. What's your gimmick? I wear black craft cult. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Cool. <laughs> like, uh, I, I don't. Uh, I don't know. Um, literally, nothing's changed since his debut. Like, I don't know anything about the guy. And like, no offense to Alistair Black, but you know, Lars Sullivan has been in a five-star match. Okay, so uh, enough. <laughs> five-star Lars does not win the NXT title, but I don't know. I feel like he'll find a place in the WWE. He's not. Terrible. Oh yeah, I agree. I think. Look like, how far he's come. That have that headbutt though. That headbutt, I bit. I can't believe I bit. I can't <laughs> believe I bit on Lars Sullivan winning the NXT title. But uh, that's my boy, five star Lars. Um, we now go to the main event, um, and properly deserving slot here for the main event. Um, the the rematch, uh, one year in the making, the return to Chicago, the place where it all happened. Johnny Gargano versus Tomasa Ciampa in a Chicago street fight. The video package for this match is incredible, fantastic. We've seen it on NXT, again, at the sit-down stuff. These guys really hate each other. These two finally had a match at TakeOver New Orleans. You were there. You you saw this match. Another rated five-star match from Dave Meltzer, if that matters. Um, We've got seven-star matches now, so what does a five-star oh, yeah. match <laughs> uh, that, That's deservingly, too. Um, this, this was really great because... Gargano beat Ciampa at at New Orleans in that great match. And then what we all thought the storyline was over because it all culminated in this crazy epic war and this almost like a movie of the match last time. And then the storyline continued on NXT TV. Ciampa attacks Gargano, puts him in the the hospital. Uh, Gargano's wife's taking bumps. It's getting just... It was personal before and it's even more personable now. Um... This is going to be a war. Now, this match was originally supposed to be a like last man standing, but Money in the Bank has AJ Styles Nakamura last man standing, so I think they changed it to a street fight. But for me, uh, any gimmick, I'll watch these guys. Put anything in a match and I'll, with these two, and I think it would work. Do you agree? Like Any gimmick, Absolutely. I think these guys could, could do it. You could do... Uh, What's like the worst? Uh, what's the name? Judy Bagwell on a pole? Or yeah, whatever. they'd probably still steal the show because these two are incredible. Um, Gargano and Ciampa, probably the best storyline in wrestling in recent years. So at, forever, it, it, it's going down as one of that. And it's just so great to see these guys. Um, Gargano is walking backstage for his entrance. And he looks like uh, Captain uh, Captain America a little bit. Yeah, he's got his like shield vest thing on hasn't yeah he? he looks like he's ready to go f- to civil war which you can hear john and way review on uh, postwrestling.com um and this is where candace larray or candace gargano i should say uh stops him in the hallway and hands him the crutch that was used to on him a year ago or, or is it champa's crutch from a year ago or the the, the the crutch that's been brought up in this feud for so long and Candice, who has been against Johnny doing this match, says, kick his ass. 
his music hits and he comes out. Champa again comes out to no music and it's just straight booze from the Chicago crowd here. Uh, I love the fact that this guy has no music. Yeah. He just comes out. He's just a dick. Um, it's great. They start to fight instantly. They swing crutches at each other. He has his own as well. It's like they came to war with crutches uh, to, to beat each other with. Um, early on, there's a senton to the outside by Gargano. Ciampa steals. There's a guy with a Johnny Gargano shirt on and a sign that says, Hey, Johnny, use my sign. So, so Ciampa takes the sign and tries to like rip it, but he can't. Gargano takes it from him, reveals that there's a stop sign in between the signs, hits Ciampa with it across the head. Uh, I thought that was a weird spot because it's like it was planted, but not. I don't. I don't know. Um, unless it's like the storyline is that Gargano actually planted it there. Maybe yeah. <laughs> like it was very ECW. Like, yeah, bring yeah, your own yeah. Weapons, but. exactly. Yeah. Uh, there is a lot of weapons in this match. They hit each other. They, they fight to the outside a bit here in the beginning. And uh, there's a spot where Gargano jumps off something uh, with a crossbody. He's still fighting in the crowd here. Uh, they finally do go back to the, the ringside. They're using trash cans, trash can lids, chairs. Uh, Ciampa hits a series of German suplexes. Um, Gargano finally hits one. And then a suicide dive. And then... Um, this is a crazy spot. So he moves the steps kind of in the middle of the ramp there, but against the apron. So you could walk up the steps into the ring, but then wraps a chair around Gargano's throat, opens it up, and then throws him into the steps. Gargano sold this beautifully. You you were watching this behind me, and you texted me saying, I just saw that spot. <laughs> yeah, insane. You- like, I... They're those things where it's, it's cringeworthy, so dangerous. Like he bounces. You, yeah, it's like the it look, the, it the thing great, where the guys but... the chairs around the guy's throat, and usually they do it to like the turnbuckle or the turn post or whatever. But this was just insane. It threw yeah. threw him into it. He goes flying. It looked like he did it safely, but like oh my god, just kills him. After he hits this spot on Gargano. All of Chicago starts chanting, fuck you, Ciampa, uh, which he grins and smiles uh, because he's just a dick. Um, he then beats Johnny with the trash cans and uh, whips it at his head. They they replay this as well. He oh, whips cool, it yeah. and he clearly hits him somewhere. I think he may have even cut him in this. Uh, Ciampa then gets the, the handcuffs. He's getting kinky here in Chicago, but Gargano fights out of it, spears him with his uh, in-ring spear thing that looks always cool, mm. then takes off his belt and starts whipping Ciampa with his belt. The crowd, every time he hits him with it, you hear the, the and the leaving welts on his back as well look, look really nasty, but every single time he would do it, the crowd would chant, you deserve it. Very funny. The one time that chant uh, is really meaningful. Um... He puts the trash can all over the head of Ciampa, then does the DIY prayer pose and super kicks it. Really cool looking spot. Uh, but somehow Ciampa kicks out and hits a Project Ciampa, damn near killing Johnny Gargano. Um, and then strikes him with the trash can lids with like knee strikes. Uh, this is just a war. Like you were at the last one and that was a long match. This one's very long as well, but both of them are like long epic movies where these guys just kill each other. That is is that a good thing to say about a wrestling match? I guess so. Oh, absolutely. Because it's just brutal. 
I really liked because one of our criticisms when they we knew it was going to be a fantastic match, but yes. one of our criticisms was well, a Chicago street fight is essentially the same as an unsanctioned match. It's just no rules, and I felt they managed to make them feel like completely different matches. Um, simple things like wearing street clothes rather than their ring gear, like simple things like that. Yeah, Ch- it- I forgot to mention Champa's wearing like this like purposely made thing with like pictures of the whole feud throughout the shirt. That was weird. Yeah, right? it's like airbrushed <laughs> and it said yeah. Champa takes over Chicago yeah, on the back. Yeah. Um, um but yeah, it felt more like the last match had weapons and stuff in it as well, but felt maybe more wrestling based with weapons whereas yes. this was just and they made the right to just brawl all over the building like straight away it which is it true, definitely yeah. felt like a different match like you'd be able to you wouldn't confuse the two if like in a couple of years you're like oh which one which one that happened which one that because i i felt they were distinct yeah and it makes sense because like i said the, the storyline was was over gargano finally beat him was reinstated everything was fine but then this this psychopath sicilian psychopath made it even more was even more of a dick because then he attacked him after that so now it's even to the point gargano just wants to kick his ass essentially just like his wife told him to and he does do just that um there's a, a spot where gargano uh champa finds bolt cutters and uh cuts off his fingers <laughs> i thought i thought so i was like jesus what uh instead he uses the bolt cutters to basically uh break some of the things that hold the the ring together um on the side there and he's like revealing some of the boards there um i skipped a part where champa actually does a air raid crash onto the same steps earlier that were still set up ringside the, the metal steps so that looked really cool but johnny kicked out um so now he's trying to like hit a move on Johnny onto these exposed boards in the in the corner of the ring in the in the ring. Um he's trying to go for an air raid crash off the top rope onto the boards, but Johnny counters with a sunset flip, but then turns it into the cheeky Nando's kick. He's been watching his Will Ospreay. Um then they beat each other with crazy knees, super kicks, weapons. It's like just a war. They just keep hitting each other with everything they've got until they both pass out. But a cool-looking spot where as they, as they both are passing out while from standing, Gargano lands on top of Ciampa and gets a cover. But right before the three count, he kicks out. Um, this is where Johnny starts to attack the, the, the knee of, of, of Ciampa. Um, and somehow Gar- Gargano gets put in his own Gargano escape. There's crazy strikes to the head. Like I said, uh, watching this is just brutal. This is an, an all-out war between these guys. Johnny Gargano's bleeding. Ciampa's bleeding. Uh, they're dragging each other around. This is where it gets really interesting. Ciampa then takes Gargano up the ramp. And it's all, he reenacts where they were walking up the ramp last year in Chicago after losing as DIY. And he's reenacting... The only thing missing here is the logo. Is the logo. <laughs> <laughs> the damn logo. He should have looked at the camera and said, bring up the logo. And yeah. then he does like the same reenactment of where he throws Johnny into the thing um, and then is beating on him. And we, it's revealed that there's these, these tables kind of near to the side there that are below some crates and stuff. So he takes Johnny up top of these like boxes Sorry, and crates. Just before this bit, this yeah. was like where he was going 
he said like say goodbye to your family say goodbye to your wife and then he ends with say goodbye to your dog and i didn't catch what the name was and i loved how like the dog was more oh no that's too Candace far and his family that's too far that's way too far <laughs> you can you can make fun of a man you can make fun of a man's family you can make fun of a man's wife you can't make fun of a man's dog that's like next level heat because I yeah. know someone listening right now is like, yo, you can say what you can talk shit about me, but you touch my dog. Like, look at John Wick, bro. Yeah. Like, don't <laughs> shit, mess yeah. with a guy's dog ever. Never mess with someone's dog. Um, <laughs> I don't know. I'm still thinking the next thing is one of the most heelish things I've ever seen in wrestling. Yeah. I never thought I'd see this in a wrestling match, but listen carefully. Um, they're fighting on top of this thing. There's tables below them. So someone's go- something bad is going to happen. But Tomasa Ciampa takes the left hand of Johnny Gargano and grabs the wedding ring and takes it and slides it off Johnny Gargano's ring finger. He holds up this ring and he spits on the wedding ring and then throws it away into the crowd, into the arena there. But as he does this, Johnny, Johnny's had enough. He scoops up Champa jumps off the top of these boxes through the tables with an air raid crash from the sky. Mauro Ranallo is not here for, for commentary, but the Chicago crowd chants Mama Mia because this spot was insane. Holy shit, indeed. Johnny Gargano with an air raid crash off this part of the arena through these tables. On Champa, the uh, officials come out, doctors come out, they load Champa on a stretcher, he is bleeding. Uh, the crowd is chanting for Gargano to jump here, but he climbs down. Um, he's looking at his, his wedding, his, his ring finger, realizing that it's, it's, the ring is not there again. And he goes and starts attacking Champa. So he goes down to the ring and uh, he's basically trying to beat him up. He puts him in the Gargano escape, but he shoved the referee. So as Ciampa's tapping out, there's no one to officiate the the tap, so it doesn't happen. He puts Ciampa in the handcuffs and puts him in the Gargano escape and like repeatedly super kicks him. It's just getting nasty here. Um, and then the these guys in suits, like more officials. Would you what would you call these people? <laughs> NXT officials. officials. Yeah. They come down and get in Gargano's way. He's pushing them off, pushing them off. As he goes to to fight Ciampa again, he is hit with a spiked DDT through the ropes onto the exposed boards. And Ciampa, with his hands still handcuffed behind his back, pins Johnny Gargano. And the crowd goes silent here in Chicago. Champa has defeated Johnny Gargano. What just happened? Oh my goodness. So good. Um that that bit where Johnny realizes the ring has been taken. Oh, it's so the look on his face cuz he's kind of he was almost passed out when Champa's setting him up to put him through the table and then just like gets a burst of energy and 
lifts him and puts it through. So he doesn't know the ring's gone. And I thought the the camera just caught his reaction so perfectly where he's like, he's almost content with, okay, I've put away Champa. Like he's being stretched out. I've won. And then he looks at his hand and it's like, fuck you. <laughs> oh, it's so good. And I'm also, I'm so pleased Champa won because I want part three. Um, I'm just going to, uh, if you have not seen Infinity War, uh, uh, fast forward a little bit, but um, Star Wars, A New Hope. Yeah. The, the good guys win. Yeah. The Empire Strikes Back. The bad guys win. Yeah. Infinity War. The bad guys win. Champa is Thanos, essentially, and he, he, he won here. So oh, there's yeah. definitely going to be a part three. And if you listen to me and Davey every week, you know there's only one match that we need to see now happen at NXT Brooklyn. What Judy Bagwell on a pole. Oh. Yeah, it's got to be. They've got to do it. Come on, what else are you going to do? A Hell in a Cell. A Hell in a Cell. It's got to be. It's got to be. Johnny Gargano versus Tomasa Ciampa. Hell in a Cell. Honestly, put it in any stipulation... But to me, that makes sense. Why did these suits get involved here? That's the only thing I did not like about this match. It didn't make sense to me. They were clearly uh, jobbers in suits, by the way. Like, they're just workers. But we never see those that many guys in well, suits. We would this see would have been the... Like, this is usually, like, the Fit Finley, Jamie Noble yeah, spot, exactly, isn't yeah. it? It's they normally you get, like, the that. road agents run out. And yeah. and I think it was it was essentially those people i think producers and it it makes sense because the last time they fought it was unsanctioned this yeah so you couldn't stop it this is an actual match yeah but i i don't know that was the only thing that set me off but i i remember saying that i think champa i wanted champa to win so it could continue because he needed a victory and hey i guess they did their job because i'm mad at the outcome of this i i liked those guys coming out because i think it made it's You've heard me complain about it before, about baby faces that don't want to hurt people. It's like, well, it's yes, your job. Yes. And when it's as personal as this, you needed – they they made you realize how how high the stakes were, how Champa is seriously hurt. Where it, So you needed them to hold Johnny back to, like, get that across, I think. Yes. Um, and make Johnny look badass taking out everyone. Yeah, he he looks super badass. Cause some cause, cause some could say like, oh Johnny maybe is more like a fluffy baby face. Like Johnny wrestling, he's always there. But he is such a good uh, actor, in my opinion. Yeah. He's very good at making you believe whatever emotions he's going through, whatever move he's selling. He's so so good at looking, making it believable. Storytelling. He can nosebleed on cue. How <laughs> does it do this? Like how does he always bleed? Just gets a bit of blood both on his lips around his nose. Yeah. Both of these guys are just beat up. Like, holy. They should oh, they not didn't wrestle. hold back at all. Yeah, they should not wrestle for a little while. Give them a, a, a few days off. Wow, these guys <laughs> beat each other up. I thought they beat each other up in the last match that they had. The unsanctioned New yeah. Orleans. Uh, these guys deserve to have the main event slot yet again. Um, <laughs> fight forever is is a term that wrestling fans just love to chant during any match, really. But I think it's safe to say that you could chant Fight Forever at Tommaso Ciampa and Johnny Gargano because you actually do mean it. Um, These two, hats off. These guys are incredible. From killing it on the indies to going through NXT. And and you know what? Um, 
sky's the limit for these guys. I know you said that about someone else earlier, but this was incredible. This and it's yeah. not over because there's gonna be a nope. cell match, right? It's gotta be the cell. Gotta be. It's gotta be. be the cell because now it's like, hey, uh, oh, I liked how Candice didn't get involved. No, me too. I love how that that didn't happen. I kept, I kept when the wedding ring thing was happening. I'm like, oh no, she's gonna come out now and interfere and something. I'm happy they didn't do it. She came out after the match to check on Johnny because now he could be injured again, storyline wise. So um, I really hope it's a cell because it can say, hey. Um, those guys got involved when it should really just be me and you and what contains us a cell boom well done. you know what else it could be a match so brutal it's only happened once champa did bring up the dog oh kennel, God. kennel in a cell match wow, johnny gargano's dog is on a leash outside the cell and waiting yeah. to <laughs> yeah um this was great Johnny Gargano is the superhero that we all need in wrestling. And Ciampa, every good superhero needs a villain. Um, just like Batman wouldn't be shit if it wasn't for the Joker. So I, I feel like both of these guys, hats off, just uh, incredible storyline. Um, I've said it on our show. I've not watched main roster WWE since pr- really before WrestleMania. And uh, I just uh, I choose to just watch this. I do the Up Next show every week. But NXT is is making me a happy wrestling fan. Um, so watch NXT uh, TakeOver. Incredible show. Even Five Star Lars got a, got a thumbs up from me. So I heavily enjoyed this TakeOver. Um, that main event, though, go watch it if you have not. Incredible. What would you think? In TakeOver terms, you've been to so many. Uh, what would you think of this one? I'd say this definitely had a lull in the middle. I sure. didn't, didn't particularly think much of the two championship matches. Uh, loved the tag match at the beginning, loved Dream Ricochet, loved the main event. Um, I'd, yeah, I'd give it a solid grade. I don't think it's one of the best takeovers we've ever seen. I think, uh, I think New Orleans is definitely up there. Uh, I need to go back and think exactly what matches in each show, but there've been somewhere literally every match has been blow away and I didn't think this was one of them. Okay. But you still liked it. Oh, yeah. I mean, so, how can you not with that main event? Yeah, exactly. Exactly. It, it definitely delivered. Um, Three out of five matches being, like, really, really good. I'm happy. Definitely. I, it's like when you watch the main roster and there's only this one match that was, eh, that was okay. Yeah. Um, well, let's go to our feedback because I know we have a lot of them. Uh, usually we record up next Wednesday nights or early Thursdays when we record. And we put up a forum forum.postwrestling.com forum.postwrestling.com we always have uh, an NXT feed uh, for the feedback you can post comments and questions and we read it on our show every week so today obviously we have a lot because it was a takeover so I'm going to try to fly through as many as I can here so uh, Jalen from Pickering Jesus fucking Christ that main event this was the best feud in WWE since I don't even know when this has surpassed Michaels and Jericho for me I don't know how but NXT managed to give us obvious winners that somehow still have unpredictable finishes the unsung hero of the show was some of the attires ricochet looked cool champa had himself as thanos on his shirt oh he did have thanos oh that's what that makes sense and the dream war pants very similar to the pants of a former prince of lucha underground kudos to nxt i can't wait to hear cm punk jan's chance during reigns versus jinder tomorrow <laughs> do you want to read any do you have it open or no uh, I yeah I'll I'll get it. you read the next one I'll get the next uh, I'll get it open. Andrew from Cape Breton, 
Amazing show. Tommaso Ciampa is the best heel in wrestling. I like Undisputed Era, but one issue with them is their cool heels. And because of that, poor Danny Burch and Oni Lorcan had to kill themselves just to get people to like them. In the street fight, Tommaso begged for help and begged for the match to be stopped because he couldn't take any more from Johnny. All this despite acting like a tough guy, badass for weeks on TV. Guys like Tommaso aren't afraid not to just be hated, but to look pathetic and cowardly while wrestling, even if it makes themselves out to be badass killers beforehand. Now, the coward and pathetic quitter can go back to acting like he was the badass after he mopped the floor with his friend. He says, 10 Prince Puma slash Hulk Hogan cross, uh, crossovers out of 10. Yeah, um, I like the fact that that's, that's just the old school heel, though. Like, oh, I'm so badass, but then, okay, no, don't hit me, please stop. It's, that's, that's great. I love it. And Thanos, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, I need to have a look at that shirt close up. Yeah, definitely. Try and get it. Uh, Brandon from Oshawa. Another great takeover with the exception of the women's title match. Kyle O'Reilly is definitely the standout of NXT to me. His style is so unique to everyone else in NXT and WWE. And as much as I love uh, Undisputed Era, I can't wait for him to break off. I want Champa to go after the title, but him and Johnny definitely need a blow off. I'm thinking it has to be three stages of hell. I have to say, when Steve Carino came out at the end of the main event, it would have been awesome if he helped Champa. <laughs> See, like they had all these guys in suits, but Carino wasn't one of the agents that uh, Gargano was beating up. So I, I, I will like they were just jobbers in suits. But yeah, imagine Carino just continuing being an asshole and helping <laughs> Champa. That'd be funny. Um, or just yelling super kick at the end. <laughs> And yeah, they need the blow-off match, in my opinion. It's 1-1 it's now, so yeah, we all know what that means. Mark from Vaughn, NXT is just incapable of having a bad takeover. Every match delivered, the only blemish was the Phantom Black Mass. <laughs> yeah. the, that was brutal and took me out of what, what was a good match. Even so, the ending was decent. I appreciated the efforts of Birch and Oni as technicians, but I'm not invested them in characters. Um, he says, do you think Ricochet jumps straight to the title shot? Uh, that I think so. I think it could be. Yeah, I think so. He says he says that this match gave off an unofficial number one contenders match, like how we we said. So yeah, he agrees with us, I guess. And he's got another question: Gargano and Ciampa are obviously coming back for part three in a cell and main eventing again. So do you think it's taking away from Black's title reign? No, I don't think so at all. I'm sorry. It's just it's too good of a feud. It's way too big. It, it's beyond the title, in my opinion. It is completely beyond the title. It does it does say something, though, I think, when you've had three yes. takeovers in a row with yeah. your title not headlining. It's unfortunate. Um, it's just like, hey, sorry, man. Like, you're just, you just happen to be champion when this is happening. So, And, but both, like, the Black Almas feud was nothing. The yeah. Black Lars feud was nothing. They, they need, they need to get me more invested sure. in that belt. But main event Brooklyn with part three of Gargano Champa. And then let's give Black some decent... Well, not that he hasn't had decent opponents, just a decent right. build. Yeah. And elevate that to the main event. Definitely. Uh, you want to read the next one or you want me to? Sure. Jesse from The Six. Ah. I like the story Gargano and Champa told in the main event. Gargano became as evil as Champa and lost the match. Having said that, having to redo the exact same stip match as last takeover hurt them a little. It just strained credulity. Uh, there's another Jesse word. Um, <laughs> <laughs> why would a move on the plywood of the ring hurt any more than on the floor or on the ramp? And if the ref 
consents for the medics to remove a competitor on a stretcher, the match is fucking over. So that was a bit silly. Five star Lars should be named renamed two star Lars <laughs> after those botches. It was no instant classic, but I thought the storytelling and character work of Cross versus Baszler was really well laid out and made sense. I don't know why Velveteen Dream was Hulk Hogan tonight, but fuck it, fuck it. He can do no wrong. Great performance by both him and Ricochet. And only Lorcan is going to die if he keeps taking bumps like that on the apron. WTF! But a great tag match. It was just a shame that Adam Cole had to get involved. That's cheap. It's like using Game Shark to beat Nintendo games or wooing girls just because you have a cute accent. My bad. <laughs> Take uh, care. Come on, England. Yes. Uh, Tomorrow, baby. Jesse from The Six is a longtime listener of this show and everything post-wrestling does, the law and all that stuff. And me and Davey were invited to a, a little party or, or some, so to speak, of Jesse from The Six uh, just uh, the other night. And uh, we all came to the consensus. I told Jesse that... Um, that you, Davey, you're you're like a you're like Game Shark because you have <laughs> because you're a Brit who lives in Toronto, Canada, and you have an accent, and all the girls love the accent. So you live life like a Game Shark because you are you have all the cheat codes. You just you know what else I have though? Oh no, don't. a really big personality. You do. You really, really do, and it's great. But. Uh, Game Shark. Um, yeah, I, I think I, I agree with Jesse. Why was Velveteen Dream dressed as Hulk Hogan? I don't know, but I liked it, so. <laughs> <laughs> Why not? <laughs> um, Jugland says, I think we can all agree that there's no way Money in the Bank comes close to this. Agreed. Uh-huh. Ginger uh, Reigns. We've already mentioned that. Come on. Uh, I'm going to read Scrump's because that one was just really short. Because Scrump from Pro Wrestling Tees, he begins with Thanos wins. Yes. Uh, I just left the show with the majority of the Pro Wrestling Tees staff and a special appearance by Marty DeRosa and Sarah Shockey um, from the MLW Network. What a show it was. On paper, the card wasn't that great, but the matches were good, minus the women's match. He goes, they had the beach balls out for that match and some CM Punk chants. Oh, that's when the beach balls came out. The opening match of Oni Lorcan and his and his dad versus Kyle O'Reilly and his dad was the best technical match. Hold on. Oni Lorcan and his dad versus Kyle O'Reilly and his dad. Oh my That's god. Brilliant. Oh. He says that match was great. He says Dream and Ricochet was really good, but they maybe have rushed it. I definitely see a rematch. Dream as Hogan was amazing. He says uh, I used the women's match as an opportunity to go seek out one of the autographed posters that they were selling. Uh, he has zero interest in Baszler. Alistair Black versus Five Star Lars was a solid match. He says uh, he's got a quick note. Uh, he mentioned he mentioned this to me yesterday. Scrump is another listener from Chicago uh, who works for Pro Wrestling Tees, but he sent me a message. He says, 13 years ago, I met an, a kid named Dylan via a forum on the WWE's MySpace page. We all jokingly gave him shit when he said he wanted to become a pro wrestler, like 12-year-olds do. And wouldn't you know it, Dylan went on to become Lars Sullivan. It's great to see him have accomplished his dream, and I hope he just keeps getting better. Wow. You know, you used to bully five-star Lars. How could you do that? Be a star. Five-star Lars. <laughs> uh, he says the main event was insane. The crowd was hot the entire, tame, and the entire time. And he says their next match has to be Hell in a Cell because I don't see anything else 
becoming a strong enough gimmick. He says, uh, it sucks that we didn't get to see Pete Dunne versus Adam Cole, but it didn't stop my enjoyment of this show. Yeah, everything you said. <laughs> yep, yep, yep. <laughs> I thought this was... A, oh, sorry. Uh, C-Dub1898. Uh, I thought this was a good TakeOver show, but honestly, I can't put this on the same level as some of the more recent TakeOver shows. The Sullivan Black match was a bit sloppy in a couple of places. Black ma- mass misses. And the stop sign in the Gargano Champa match took me out of it a little bit. I can't believe a fan can sneak a stop sign into a WWE show with all that security. Sorry. <laughs> blow up beach balls? Okay. Street signs? Not so much. I felt Gargano Champa from New Orleans was a more solid match deserving of the five-star rating. To me, Dream and Ricochet stole the show. Dream is only 22, folks. His best days are still far off, which should make us all happy for the future. This is true. I mean, if this kid's still young, he's already making us drool over his matches, then I'm sure he's going to just keep getting better. Like a fine wine. Dream yeah. is dream is over. Chris from Melbourne, Australia. A great show by WWE. I'd say maybe a 7 or even 8 out of 10. Um, but by WWE standards, I'd say a 5 no, by out of 10. world wrestling standards, oh. I think. Gotcha. Oh, by WWE standards, seven or eight, but everywhere else, five. Yeah. He says, it felt repetitive, like a WWE paint by numbers. Yeah, a little bit, but I still thought it was a fun show. He's got two questions. When will Fish be back for Undisputed Era? And what do you expect to headline TakeOver Brooklyn? Uh, I'm not sure when Bobby Fish is coming back, but he wasn't here. He wasn't even part of the... Wasn't his injury like at least six months? He's probably out still for a little bit longer, yeah. And, yeah, we want to see the Hell in the Cell. Yeah. Uh, You're next. Brock, I was at the show live. The most over people were undisputed era. The arena was hot for the whole match. That was my favorite match of the night. Ricochet and Dream was 50-50, and the crowd loved that match too. Couldn't believe the suplex onto the floor. Great build up to the end. Nobody wanted Baszler to win. She got boos or no reaction. A beach ball came out during that match, which everyone booed and a fan ripped it up. That was followed by a beach ball suck chant. I was disappointed in the two singles championship matches. The crowd was cold for both of them. They were just not that entertaining. Of course, the street fight was great. Lots of stiff moves. This was the best WWE show I have seen live. NXT is light years better than the main roster. Overall, I was very happy with the show. Yeah, I was really happy with this show as well. I, I, I was I was entertained. Uh, that, Eric, what can I say? Just a fantastic show. NXT proved again that it's the best wrestling that happens on Saturdays, not Sundays. I have to stop watching these before the main card pay-per-views. Gargano versus Ciampa was amazing. Unbelievable. I am beyond speech. This takeover was a 10 out of 10. Nice. Psycho Hurricane. I'm going to play party pooper on this one and got to say that I didn't find this show as great as everybody is saying it was. The first two matches were really good for jobber matches since sadly Velveteen Dream is pretty much in the jobber role for big event. The women's match was good for what it was. Same goes for the NXT Championship match. And while Gargano Champa was a great match, it was the same old, same old from these guys. And I'm getting bored with this feud already. What? In the end, this was just a holdover takeover that didn't advance anything. This is probably my last takeover I'm watching because the product just doesn't do it for me and I lost interest in it. Five out of ten. Well, Psycho Hurricane, you are Psycho. NXT is amazing. No, I mean, hey, you can watch what you want, but I I really thought the main event really brought it because I, I, someone mentioned the stop sign kind of took him out of it. I was at that point. I was like, what? Why are we doing this silly stop sign? And then I forgot about it and got super yeah. invested. Uh, Daniel from Brooklyn, my friend Daniel. Yes, hi. Uh, he says the tag match was great, fast paced, bit sloppy, but in a good way. 
It was like a real fight. Dream and Ricochet both looked like major stars just from their entrances. Love the story of them stealing each other's moves. Remember when NXT women's roster was great and had multiple credible contenders? <laughs> Five-star Lars Mayas the Botch was impressive. That match was better than what I was expecting. Would love to see Lars versus Braun or Lars teaming with Braun. While part of me is hyped, I get to see Tomato Garganzola 3 at take- <laughs> 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 uh, The other part of me wants them to go away for a bit. Let this feud cook some more and then have the third final like they really earned it. In addition to the sell, I wouldn't be surprised if there's a loser leaves NXT. He says, keep up the good work, guys. And if you are thinking of coming to TakeOver in Brooklyn, say hello. I will be there. I have couches and N64s. Nice. David, well, David, I'll, I will I'll see you there, Daniel. Yeah, I'm, we will I'm come stay on your couch. Definitely going. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, David's trying to convince me to go to Brooklyn, um, but... Um, We'll see. Although, N64, he, Daniel would probably kill us in any game that we try to play him in, including No Mercy, which I'm terrible at. But Smash Brothers, maybe I have a shot. Uh, I'm all right. I remember upsetting someone super bad at their birthday party. We did a Super Smash Brothers tournament. It's like 10-year-old's birthday. Oh, and and I was one, like, one kill up against him and it was Donkey <laughs> Kong. So just did the thing where I grabbed him and, like, jumped off the edge so i killed myself but also defeated him oh, and I've this was it. the birthday boy and he went to his room for the rest of the day wow. it's his party yeah. and he can cry if he wants to I guess. yeah i guess right dave parker fantastic card opener was easily one of the best tag matches under the wwe umbrella o'reilly is money yes i was a bit down on rico dream especially the whole hogan reference bit slow but the big spots were great the poor women's title has been cursed since Asuka last match against Cross in the no DQ match. I get that it's developmental, but Shayna as champ is not working. Dream Lars Ulrich was better than expected. <laughs> Please never let Black move to the main roster. Hopefully he gets better story and opponent coming out of this. The best story ever written by someone under the WWE umbrella is happening in a one-hour weekly show that barely gets the attention it deserves. Give us that cell match for SummerSlam weekender. P.S. Keep an eye out for, for the name of an Aussie star coming up in the Indies called Robbie Eagles. His match at the past three Sydney PWA shows have been outstanding and has been doing some small PWG shows too. Keep up the goods. Oh, cool. Wow. I mean, if you have any links to any matches, uh, please tweet us. I'd love to watch them and check out this guy. Hey, and I know we have a lot of listeners in Aussie land uh, because I was there in December and uh, I met a few of you guys. And I know just talking here he's talking about uh aussie wrestlers but wwe is going to the the melbourne cricket stadium i actually went on a tour of this stadium one day i was really really hung over in in melbourne and uh, someone from denmark in my hostel was like do you want to go to this arena i was like not really but okay and it's like this huge venue and WWE's going there uh soon with uh i believe it's triple h versus the undertaker is announced for this card so the last uh, time ever last time ever or the first time ever in Australia yeah. stadium Something. thing. Yeah. That's, well, it looks cool. Depending how you um, Brad the YM watched this show last night with my son. He is nine. He loved the first two matches and was so excited for the whole thing. He really loves Gargano so much and hates Ciampa. WWE made a little boy cry when his hero failed. <laughs> ah, everybody else said the most said the other stuff. I just wanted to mention how awesome the costumes were from a Captain America tribute to the. 
Hulk Hogan tribute, the wings on Ricochet. Everyone went to a new level with their new gear. Do you think that these shows are so much better than WWE because they build it to good storylines? Or do you think it's only because they get 30 minutes of their, their matches? Like, they only get so many shows per year, whereas WWE has one every month? You know what I mean? Like, that's what he's asking. He says that, thanks, guys. Next time I'm in the six, beer's on me. Uh, yeah, it's both. I mean, instead of WWE has, like, 12, 13 pay-per-views a year, NXT has five. So they have, like, yeah. two, three months to build to each match, and then they give them the time the match deserves, and they're really good wrestlers and can tell that story. So I think that's why. Yeah, it was good. Yeah. Uh, Dan from PTBO. I thought the tag match was match of the night. No gimmicks or elaborate storylines, just four maniacs putting on a clinic. The NXT tag division has felt stale recently, but this reminded me of when teams like DIY, American Alpha, and The Revival were stealing every show. Yeah, I really enjoyed the tag match as well, but the main event, I think, was match of the night for me personally. Uh, Eric from Chicago. I attended the show live, and despite being only a casual viewer of NXT, I enjoyed it immensely. The main event might have been the best match I've ever seen live. It told a really great story and crept the, cr- the crowd on the edge of their seat. I'm ter- The tearing of the ring mat was super innovative. A lot of the fans in my section did not see Ciampa win coming and were in shock. I loved it, and I love Ciampa's sadistic heel character. I thought the fan with the stop sign was a plant. It looks like he may not have been given some of the feedback above, even though he was strategically placed right where Gargano launched off the set. Alistair Black's botch did not look as bad for my section as... As I rewatched it on the network, it looked bad on TV. The only disappointments were on this show were not seeing Velveteen Dream Hulk up and mm-hmm. EC3 and Kyrie Zane not wrestling. I may start watching NXT a lot more as the product isn't as oversaturated as the main roster and doesn't drag on. He's got a point. Why didn't Dream Hulk up? Yeah, yeah, that would be fun. <laughs> Maybe they're like, hey, don't push it, kid. MJ from NJ. Terrific wrestling show where five matches felt like pretty and... Sorry where five matches felt like plenty and every talent was well-defined, over with the audience and busted their ass off. Most people covered standouts, so here are some notes after reading everyone else. Gargano Champa 3 should absolutely be in Hell in a Cell, first time ever for NXT. The feud for uh, no championship has been incredible storytelling over for over two years now, if you trace it back to the CWC match. I don't feel Black's run with the title is at all tainted, as he's not the same kind of flashy promo some past champs were and he's also looked unstoppable i think there is a lot left for him uh, for such as cole ricochet and go back to the dream match he should be a strong champ for a long time as nxt has gotten away from longer runs due to call-ups amazing how nxt books a few to headline cards ahead of championship but main roster raw can't come up with anything entertaining without their champ there undisputed era is a super hot team who hits all the notes and old school to stable should the kind of group that could really do standout work with any stable on the planet. Adam Cole is great even when just an outside presence. Between Dream's Hulk outfit and O'Reilly playing guitar with his belt, a lot of HH imagery. Mm, Hulk Hogan all over TakeOver Chicago here, randomly. I don't know. Although Kyle always does the 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 air guitar. Maybe he's yeah. just a fan of Tanahashi in Japan. Okay, <laughs> I don't know. Uh, we have one last feedback here. PJ River. I just love the format of takeovers with only five matches. That's how every WWE pay-per-view should be. Five to six matches, all different. You don't have to have everyone on the card. Yeah, if only WWE main roster 
did with NXT. But that's the whole point of why NXT is what it is and the WWE main roster is what it is. Uh, different strokes for different folks, in my opinion. But uh, you can watch it all if you're a wrestling fan and eat it all up. Because we're all marks at the end of the day. Right, Dave? Absolutely. We're all marks. We're all marks. So... Uh, watch what you want. I mean, I, I just I have been. I'm just not in, into like Nia Jax and some of the, the the Roman stuff. I'm I've I've just checked out, so I just stopped watching. And instead, I I pick and choose. I love when people we 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 mention recommend matches to us from indies or other promotions. We love wrestling recommendations. So uh, uh, definitely hit us up uh, postwrestling.com. Every week, me and Davey do up next. Uh, this is this has been fun. We want to do more takeover. We're going to do more takeover ones, especially in the future. Maybe if we both go to Brooklyn. Maybe I know well, you. Well, I'm going. So. <laughs> <laughs> um, so follow myself um, on Twitter and Instagram at the Bray D. Uh, Davey, what about you? I'm at Davey Portman on Twitter and Instagram. Um, shout out to everyone who listens every week. Again, up next, iTunes, Stitcher, wherever else you get your podcasts. Always free. Um, up next, every Thursday, Wednesday. Uh, thank you. And uh, goodbye. Be safe. Ahoy! Psycho killer. Whether it's Kroger Simple Truth Turkey or Mac and Cheese with Murray's English Cheddar or pie made with fresh Cosmic Crisp apples, there are many dishes we look forward to sharing during the holidays. And Kroger has all the fresh ingredients you need to turn today's holidays into tomorrow's memories. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Get more ways to save at the Buy 5 or More Save $1 each sale. Just buy five or more participating items and save a dollar each with card. Kroger, fresh for everyone. You're a holiday powerhouse. You host the dinners, shovel neighbors, sidewalks, and make everything from scratch. You definitely don't need help making the holidays happen. But Dunkin's Holiday Blend Coffee? A warming medium roast complete with sweet notes of dried fruit and molasses. Or a cranberry orange muffin made with real cranberries just might convince you a little help never hurt. Especially the hot caffeinated kind. America runs on Dunkin'. Present participation may vary. Limited time offer. Terms apply.